Hello, everybody, and welcome into the That's Good podcast. I'm James Finneral here to preview the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We're coming off a very exciting tournament last week at the Farmers Insurance Open, where Luke List was able to hold off Will Zalatoris in a playoff. The tournament was very exciting all the way through. Big congrats to Luke List. He definitely deserved that victory. And it fires me up for the weeks to come and to see what this PGA Tour season has in store for us. With that being said, we move on to Pebble Beach. And when you think of Pebble Beach, you think of one of the most famous, well-known golf courses in the United States. Some iconic moments that stick out to me would be 1972 U.S. Open, Jack Nicklaus on the 17th, taking out a one-iron, drilling it off the flagstick, and the ball landing inches from the hole, and that was en route to his U.S. Open championship. And then another big one would be 10 years later, 1982, Tom Watson trying to hold off Jack Nicklaus in the U.S. Open. Watson hits his tee shot off 17, a little astray, and then simply chips it in to essentially seal the deal for his U.S. Open championship. And then lastly, Tiger Woods winning by 15 shots in the 2000 U.S. Open, which doesn't even seem possible in today's game, but that was just Tiger Woods in his prime, just much better than everyone else he was competing against. And so now, we don't have a U.S. Open on tap this week, but we do have the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, so we get to see the golfers tee it up at Pebble Beach. But it is another multi-course week where golfers are going to rotate between Pebble Beach, Monterey Peninsula Country Club, the shore course, and then Spyglass Hill Golf Course. And they'll finish up at Pebble Beach in the final round. And also, since it is a pro-am, golfers will be playing alongside celebrities. Some of those celebrities that will be teeing it up this week, Bills quarterback Josh Allen, Canelo Alvarez, Mookie Betts, Schoolboy Q, Steve Young, Larry Fitzgerald, and others. And so, definitely not the same vibe as a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, but should be exciting nonetheless and a fun tournament for all the players out there. Before we dive into our best bets, we have a couple of big pieces of news. Two of the biggest players that were originally supposed to play in this tournament are no longer playing. Will Zalatoris being one of them, as I said, mentioned earlier, came in second last week. Seems primed for a big breakout year. He is out after testing positive for COVID-19. And then the other big news, the defending champion here at this tournament, Daniel Berger, withdrew with a back injury. So two of the biggest names, honestly, probably the second and third favorite to win this tournament have just pulled out. So that leads us right in to our betting odds because they definitely have altered over the past few days. So starting looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook here, some of our favorites include Patrick Cantlay, the favorite at plus 600, Jordan Spieth, 16 to 1, Jason Day and Justin Rose, both at 20 to 1 after nice weeks at the Farmers, Seamus Power, 22 to 1, Maverick McNeely, 25 to 1, along with Cameron Tringale at 25 to 1 as well. So now heading into our best bets, I want to be completely transparent on my previous week's picks. We didn't have a great week last week. A couple things that we missed was Jordan Spieth against Justin Rose. Justin Rose looked rock solid all week. And then also missed the Bryson DeChambeau top 20. And I think those were two of the biggest surprises that Jordan Spieth and Bryson really didn't perform well at the Farmers. And then Tony Finau against Sam Burns. They both missed the cut, so that was a wash. And then some of the good hits would be John Rahm top 5, where... He just looked rock solid all week until maybe the start of the fourth round. I was getting a little bit nervous, but then he came back in fine style and finished in the top five. And then Joaquin Neiman as the dark horse pick. He finished tied for sixth place, which I would con consider a complete success 
for my first dark horse pick where he is a guy who was 80 to 1 to win the tournament, which would have been ridiculous if he did. And then also pretty much even money to finish in the top 40. So if he's even money to finish in the top 40 and he finishes tied for sixth in a field of stacked players, I would consider that a complete success. So some misses there on the best bet side and some other decent picks, but um, we'll try to do a little bit better this week, I'd say. So diving into the bets for this week, we have Patrick Cantlay to finish inside the top five. That's coming back at plus 180. My rationale on this one is pretty similar to my rationale on John Rahm last week in the top five. I think Cantlay is clearly the best player in this field, especially now that you have the defending champion Daniel Berger, as well as Will Zalatoris, who are no longer playing in the tournament. I think those two guys were his biggest competition, so I think he is like multiple steps above everyone else in this tournament, honestly. And Cantlay did tie the course record at Pebble Beach last year with a 62, finished tied for third in this specific tournament last year. I believe he's the best ball striker in the field, and we've seen when his putter gets hot, as it did in the FedEx Cup playoffs, he is really tough to stop. So I think that's a great bet, plus 180, top five for Patrick Cantlay. And then my second best bet here is going to be a matchup. And I said, you want to put your normal unit betting sizes into the matchups and maybe do a half a unit or a quarter unit on the props like the top fives and top tens. But this matchup, I have Maverick McNeely, who is minus 155 over Mito Pereira. And even though that's a sizable favorite there, I still think it's worth it just the way Maverick McNeely is playing. He tied for second in this tournament last year, and he really was having a solid tournament at the Farmers. He was in good shape until that round 475 that he had that ended up putting him in 30th. And I, obviously that is a little bit of a red flag that he can blow up like that, but I think just his overall game right now, he's in solid form. He's made the cut in his last six events, and we saw that ace in the Farmers as well. And it could just be a little bit of a breakout season for Maverick as Top Gun, the sequel, is supposed to come out in the spring. So maybe this is just going to be his year. So I like Maverick McNeely, minus 155 over Mito Pereira. So now moving into my pick to win and dark horse pick. My pick to win is not shockingly Patrick Cantlay for all the reasons that I've already outlined. I just think he's clearly the best player in the field. And now that I, it's not a particularly strong field, especially compared to last week. And now that two of the top guys are also out of the tournament, I think that Patrick Cantlay is the faraway favorite and Vegas agrees with it. So I, I'm just going to roll with Cantlay. I know it's not, it's not, I guess, the most gutsy pick because I'm picking the favorite, but that's just who I believe is clearly in the driver's seat heading into this tournament. So I'm rolling with Cantlay to win. And then for my dark horse pick, I'm going with Tom Hoagie at 50-1. to 1. He's not the most consistent player in the world, but that's why he's a dark horse. I don't think any of these guys that you find outside of 50-1 to 1 are the most consistent players in the world. So Hoagie missed the cut at the Farmers last week, but then the week prior to that, came in second at the American Express. And then a similar storyline would be the event before that at the Sony. He missed the cut there as well. And then back in November would be his event prior to the Sony, the RSM Classic. He finishes tied for fourth. So we see kind of this like good performance, miscut. Good performance, miscut. So maybe this pattern will keep repeating itself. I just like this because he's shown the ability to finish high up on leaderboards, whereas some of the guys in this range haven't really shown the ability to finish in a, in a second or a fourth. 
And Hoagie also finished 12th at this event last year, which, which is definitely a good sign. So I like him as my dark horse this week at 50-1. to 1. So that's all I had for this preview of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I'll be coming back next week with a preview of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which finishes up right before the Super Bowl, so it will be very exciting as well. Thank you guys again for listening, really enjoying making these podcasts so far, and I'll catch you next time on the That's Good Podcast.